Hello, nerds. Curtis here from the Nerds in Love podcast. Before our episode starts, I want to mention our sponsor today, Adam and Eve. They are the internet's best place for sexy toys and lingerie. Is that ever in dispute? Now, here's the thing. You know, we don't want you going to a creepy store. You go to the creepy store, you got to go in there. People are looking at you like, why is this guy in here? Why is this girl in here? It's kind of awkward, right? Don't get that with Adam and Eve. They ship the item right to your door. Uh, here's the other thing, too. It's super cheap because when you go to Adam and Eve and you get your sex swing or your lingerie or whatever you may want, here's the thing. After you spend $59, you get free shipping. After you spend $17, you get a free gift. That's pretty awesome. And then here's the thing. That first item you put in your cart, when you enter the doors to check out, you get 25% off that. That's incredible. That's awesome value. And it gets you things that you're going to use in your sexy times with whoever your significant other or fling of the week is. So remember, guys, go to adamandeve.com today. Check them out. Buy something cool. And get sexy. She won't get married because she's never been in love. Andy's really hot. And don't get me wrong. You're cute, too. But Andy is like cut from Marvel. He's gorgeous. He's like this beautiful face and this incredible body, and I genuinely don't care that he's kind of lame. For a lot of people, love isn't just a slogan. And if he hits you again, you tell me. I'd be forced to knock his teeth out. I don't think that would be such a good idea. He's big. I'm sorry. It's written into my character to do it, so I do it. What do you mean love? You mean a big lightning bolt to the heart where you can't eat and you can't work and you just run off and get married and make babies wait 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 don't leave don't leave please i could use your help take this quarter go downtown and have a rat gnaw that thing off your face good day to you madam have you been single for far too long are you out of touch with the dating game regardless of your plight we're here to help Put your hands together for the crew of the Nerds in Love podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Nerds in Love podcast. I'm your host, Curtis. With me, as always, is Dr. Stephanie Sarkis, PhD, who you can find over at stephaniesarkis.com. How are you today, Steph? I'm great. How are you? I'm doing very well, thanks for asking. It's a semi-beautiful Sunday. It's so cold out. It's... You know, when people think of Canada being cold, I imagine this is what they think of because it's just so cold out. How cold is it? See, I feel like I need to okay, let's see. start with that. Let's see. This oh, is yeah, subjective, by the way, because it's been so warm lately that it's probably not that cold. But uh, Oh, yeah, it's cold. I just looked it up, and you can tell me. <laughs> let's see. Seven, 7 Celsius to Fahrenheit. It's 46. Yeah. So, or 40. I didn't want you to have to do all that math and stuff. Yeah, it's pretty cold. Um, it's it's 70 degrees here. But again, I always, when people are hating, I have to say that we pay for it in the summers because we have hurricanes and it's like 150 degrees. So, yeah, and the thing is, here in Vancouver, it's pretty mild for the most part. So, um, even, you know, like the East Coast of Canada would scoff at me by saying that this is cold, but it's cold for us because you just get so used to it being like pretty average temperature all mm. throughout. So yeah, that's has it snowed yet? 
No, not yet, but I heard it was snowing up on the mountains, which is usually a sign that we're about to get some snow here. Oh, okay. Elevations, yeah. So ah. I was actually uh, telling Date, actually, the other day. I'm like, I feel like it's going to start snowing here pretty soon. Um, just because it was like we were going for a drive, and it was we were kind of getting up into the mountain area, and... Uh, we could we could see some snow on the ground at the higher elevations and i'm like this is it this is your your warning turn back now before you get mm-hmm. too caught up in it no it's uh, it's uh that's vancouver for you a little bit of everything um, uh wait um, i'm getting motion that there's some talking outside the door one uh-oh can can you hear talking no i cannot <laughs> okay. Okay, good. <laughs> it's uh, Yargos coming and asking you to go watch his movie. Oh, yeah. So before we start recording, we are talking about The Lobster and the, uh, what's the other one? What's the fav- the favorite? No. The favorite, which is coming out. And then the director's other movie, um, The Killing of a Sacred Deer, which, uh, yeah. The the director, um, his name's Yargos. I can't, I can always, I always forget his, let's, let's look this up. Yargos Lanthimos. He's a very interesting director. He's probably one of the most interesting ones out there these days. I really like his stuff, but I was telling Steph, he's very he's very depressing. <laughs> but in some ways, it's good. It's it's interesting stuff. It's maybe not the most uh, heartwarming, but it's interesting nonetheless. But it, makes, uh, but it sounds like it makes you think. Most yeah. movies are good. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely one of those. I always like that with movies. I always like movies where after I step out of them, I'm thinking about the movie well afterwards like i'll be it'll be the next mm-hmm. day and i'll be drinking on my coffee and i'm like oh man what, the, what did this and that part in the movie mean you know like that's a sign of a mm-hmm. good movie when you're really oh thinking yeah about it well afterwards right but right uh, like 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 a star is born like I, I i feel like i'm going against the grain by saying it, it it's not that great i mean aside from lady gaga's performance i think it's amazing it's her mm-hmm. first movie but I didn't think about it today, except when I was talking with you and going, I don't know if I really liked it. <laughs> yeah, you weren't thinking about it in a positive sense. You weren't thinking about the scenes of the movie in a, in, yeah. No. Right, I was like, what does this mean? And how does this move? Yeah, that, none of that happened. No, <laughs> so, no, but you also saw the, the follow-up to, um, what, Mythical Beasts? I can't remember. Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you said that was good, right? So. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I can go see that now. Maybe a date movie, maybe. Uh, ah, your the most movies are definitely not date movies though. If you take your date there, don't be surprised they won't want a second date. <laughs> Although my other half might like those, I'll have to ask him. Yeah, because yeah. I have a feeling like if, if we like Milo's Foreman, we'll probably like him. This guy. Yeah, probably. Milo's Foreman's kind of dystopian. Yeah, and again, so. like sometimes movies that uh, I know this is a dating advice show, but sometimes uh, directors that sort of write the most insightful stuff for the ones that yeah get you to think and get you to sort of engage with it more you know i i saw a mark Wahlberg comedy this week and i'm not really thinking about it all that much afterwards uh, <laughs> as much as as good as instant family was it was an entertaining flick it's not one that i'm going to be thinking about afterwards so, was rose Berger because i like her yeah she was actually really good at it she's really funny. okay yeah okay but let's let's uh give a friendly reminder here that this podcast a is not a, a movie review podcast and we have a podcast <laughs> for that but uh uh three ingredients if you want movie reviews uh, this podcast is also not a substitute for mental health treatment so if you feel like you do need mental health treatment 
please seek out the appropriate help. Uh, you can search up various online resources there uh, in your state slash region. Uh, but let's get on here and help Kylie with her email. Kylie says, nerds, I've been dating this guy for over three months. He wants me to go to his family's house for Christmas, but the problem is that every year I travel to Oregon with my family to visit our extended family there. They've already purchased tickets and everything. I explained to this guy I'm seeing and he didn't take it well. He told me that he's already told his family I'm coming and says that or says that me not coming will make him look bad. I'm really stuck here and don't know what to do. Please help, Kylie. Hmm. What do you think, Steph? Kylie, um, you already have tickets, so I'm not sure what the question is. So uh, people who care about you don't pressure you. It sounds like he's putting some pressure on you. Uh, and did he tell his family without checking with you? Because it sounds like there was an assumption there. Um, yeah. If so, you also have a bigger issue that he didn't check with you and just assumed you're going to go with him. And if you said you could go and then found out that your extended family did buy tickets, you know, that's okay too because you have the right to change your mind at any time. Now, I think it's normal for your partner to say, hey, um, I wish you could be there or I'm going to miss you or I'm upset that you know I didn't know about this ahead of time. But I think what we need to look at too, the concern is that he said, well, it's going to make me look bad. He didn't say... I'll miss you or, you know, the way it was said, if that's all he says, like, I'll make me look bad. I, I kind of wonder, I don't know. It's, it's not a very caring thing to say, no. to say, Oh, it's going to make me look bad. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, there, you have some options. You, if you stay with this person on the next big holiday, you can do that with his family. Um, or, you know, you could say, hey, why don't you come with me to my family? Now, you have tickets arranged, so it might be, that might be an issue, buying tickets. Uh, but, you know, it's just the way this went down is concerning. Because uh, there's, it gets into some, it sounds like some control issues going on, too. That was my Mm -hmm. take away from it that you should never be with someone that guilts you into doing something um, and you again you have the right to change your mind anytime so uh, I don't know and you said that you're really stuck here I don't think you're really stuck because you got tickets to go somewhere Yeah. so you're not stuck you might feel stuck but it sounds like you have an option and you know, so he's thinking that if you don't go he's, it's going to make him look bad how? I mean, everybody's family dynamics are different, but yeah, that's his that's his issue. Yeah, and if he says that not coming is going to make him look bad, well, that's something he needs to work out with his family. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I I really feel like the issue here is uh, communication, mainly on his front. Um, mm -hmm. You know, I'm wondering kylie like did you tell him this already like i'm kind of curious did he know this already when he purchased the tickets or did mm -hmm. he just is this a case of two people not communicating because i feel like you know both of you might have not have communicated or one person might have not have or who knows but i mean ultimately this boils down to a communication issue um and i mean you can communicate with him and tell him you know hey i've already you know I'm already set up to go to this. I mean, uh, the holidays are next month. So I imagine that you've already made plans with your family and you, you know, there, nobody would expect otherwise because, you know, most times mm -hmm. people are making plans with their family this close out. Um, you know, what kind of is alarming to me more so than anything else is the fact that, you know, he doesn't seem overly open to maybe 
something else. Like, you know, understandably, you've already made plans, but, you know, him being so disappointed in this shows really, to me, like a lack of maturity. You know, if you mm-hmm. if you couldn't make it, you know, there's other ways you can go about doing it. Maybe you guys do something after Christmas, like maybe on Boxing Day or whenever you get back. Or maybe you go to the next family outing or something like that. But really, it sounds like he just got mad when you told him that you couldn't make it. And that seems very emotionally immature to sort of just jump onto that kind of thinking without even really thinking of, you know, again, the fact that you were already committing to something and, you know, this was not taken into account before he Mm -hmm. committed you on, you know, on your behalf, uh, willingly or otherwise, to something else. So, you know... The fact that you guys aren't able to communicate about this, more so it sounds like from his end, uh, shows that maybe there might be some more major uh, communication issues here. So you might want to keep that in mind and maybe think like, have there been other instances of this where maybe communication has been an issue? If so, Mm -hmm. you know, you might want to look into maybe, you know, finding a relationship where communication is a little bit more open and a little bit more free. you know, not to say, not like to push you away from this relationship, because, you know, if you feel like you there's something to work with there, then for sure. But it sounds like there's a lot of critical issues there that you might want to evaluate and see whether it's worth uh, sticking around or not. See, it's interesting you brought up the, well, you know, I don't, we're not kind of pushing you towards it. Because I'm, I'm kind of thinking, well, Kylie, you probably need to reassess this relationship. Yeah. Uh, I would def- only been, yeah. It's only been three months. Yeah. I mean, definitely. So, I I don't want to come across as being too pushy on that front, um, but definitely I would say it's good to at least, yeah, take a look at the relationship and see, like, because I'm I'm almost guaranteeing that this is not the first time there's been a communication issue with this guy. Like, part of me says you don't get to a point like this where all of a sudden you just have a massive failure to communicate. Something tells me that there's got to be some other issues like that, and if there is, then, yeah, I would definitely probably consider, you know, Something like that, but now is a good time to really evaluate the relationship, um, especially when there can't be when this person doesn't seem that willing to compromise, mm-hmm. uh, considering that they put you in that position, which is very strange. Right. Um, that, yeah, that's a great point. That if you have this big of an issue to communicate, this is not the first time. Yeah. It, it's like I tell couples in therapy: it's not what you're arguing about; it's the process of it. Mm-hmm. It's the process of not communicating with each other. And, and again, if Kylie's family, if Kylie was entertaining and thought about going with her boyfriend and then her family said, oh, wait a second, we always get tickets. And she says, boyfriend, well, they always get tickets. I mean, again, that Kylie, that's still okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it doesn't look like he bought tickets. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I think the idea too, that you're stuck, I don't think so. Because again, it, you have tickets to go out of town. And when they said they've already purchased tickets, I'm assuming it's just for you, but did they get a ticket for him too? Well, I think when she says she's stuck, I think she's more so just wondering what to do, but you know. Well, I mean like, I mean like um, she said the extended family has already purchased tickets and everything. It does. I didn't think about it this way, but did they buy him a ticket too? I, from the nature of the email, I'm going to guess not, but I guess that is a possibility. Yeah. I mean, they don't, she doesn't say, but 
you know, something tells me if he was going with her, then that might not be much of an issue. Well, it might be that they bought tickets for him and he doesn't want to go, too. But anyways, but the I guess it's neither here nor there because the biggest yeah. issue is that it's going to make him look bad if she doesn't show up. And that's the part I'm like, huh? Yeah. Like, there's so. nothing there's nothing wrong with saying, like, hey, uh, you know, would have loved for you to meet my girlfriend, but, you know, she already had plans and we it was too late for us to change. Nothing wrong with that. Nobody's, okay. no family in their right mind is going to be like, oh, you, you did wrong here. Like, no, nobody's going to say that. But, you know, a lot of families aren't in the right minds. <laughs> so I'll just well, throw that out there. Well, that's true. But I'm just But then saying, also say like, well, I mean, but again, you know, if, if his family is a family that's, you know, if he's feeling like, oh, this is going to make him look bad because maybe this is an issue they have with his family before, um, then I would say, you know, that's his issue with his family. And Kylie, that really doesn't have much to do with you. Yeah. Yep. So, well, so you're not stuck. You got the, you got plans for Christmas. Have a good time. Yeah. Best of luck, Kylie. Let us know how it goes. Yep. Let's uh let's hear from Jacob. What, what's going on with Jacob? Okay. Jacob says, uh, "Nurse, I'm playing my New Year's party this year, and I realized I'll be going single. I personally feel sort of awkward dealing with being single. I'm thinking about bringing a date with me as to avoid having to answer these questions, but not sure how that may come across to someone I invite." Is this something I should just move past and address, or is my response perfectly fine? Jacob, Jacob, you're holding the party. You go single. You just knock yourself out. Have a great time. Um, if you bring up a date just to avoid questions, you're you're probably going to have a, a bad time. What's that Simpsons meme? Is that Who's the guy in the Simpsons where it says, if you're blah, 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 you're going to have a bad time? Oh, <laughs> I'm not too sure. Is uh, it Mr. Flanders? I think it's Mr. Flanders. Um, and it's like, if you bring a date just to avoid questions, you're going to have a bad time. <laughs> so, well... Uh, yeah, I think even the logic on like you're bringing a date to avoid questions. Well, wouldn't people still ask you questions about your date? Right. Yeah. That's presumably, true. those would be it's more difficult questions. questions. Like, how long have you guys been together? You know, if you've known this person for like an hour, I would imagine that right. that's a harder question to ask than, oh, why don't you have a date? Right. Um, I just, I, I feel like it's a very weird roundabout way to address things by being like, hey, uh, I don't have a date. I'm going to bring a random person and, you know, I'm going to hopefully avoid questions. Well, no, you're not going to avoid questions. If anything, people are going to say, Hey, what do you guys like to do together? What do you, you know, how long have you been together? What's your favorite thing about this person? Like, and you're not going to have answers for those. So I'm going to say definitely. Or you can always make up stuff to make up some crazy answers. Okay. That's the other thing. Cause that really throws people off. But yeah, if you have people asking you questions about why you're single first, that's rude. Yeah. And second, you don't have to answer any question that someone asks you. I think that's something we forget. So I'll repeat that again. You don't have to answer any question that someone asks you. Yep. You can just be like, now, like legally, like if you're under oath, that's a little bit different. But like at a party, usually <laughs> you don't have to answer these questions. And and this is it's really not other business what your what your relationship status is. Um, and and my guess is too, if you're holding the party, you're probably gonna be busy hosting the party, making sure the foods and drinks are flowing. So it may be that having a date is gonna actually kind of maybe be a hindrance if you're throwing a party, especially if it's someone new. Um, and you know, tell your friends to bring their single friends. Mm -hmm. You might meet somebody at this party. Yeah, that's the other thing too. Keep yourself open for potentially meeting somebody at that party. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, yeah, just just go single. Go have fun. Who knows what mm -hmm. will happen? Um, I say if, if you're interested in someone, ask them. If, if not, don't ask anybody. And also, it's your party. You can do whatever. You can walk around the lampshade on your head for all you want, Jacob, because it's your party. And if you really are wanting a date, 
you know, why don't you go on like online dating and just be like, hey, I want to, you know, you know, I'm sure there's weirder things of just going online and, you know, going on OkCupid or something and being like, hey, I got a date or I have a party going on at, uh, you know, New Year's Eve, you know, hoping to find someone to come. You never know. You might find somebody on an online dating site that you can meet now and build some kind of rapport with. So you could do that mm-hmm. as well. If you're really like if you really are wanting a date, you know, it's almost it's late November now. You have like a month and a bit to find a date. You can get started mm-hmm. now. Right. Like it seems kinda of weird that right. he's like, I'm gonna put on all this work and I'm like, Well, why don't you just start now? It's like being like, Well, I'm gonna mm-hmm. I'm gonna really hustle on the day before the exam to get it done when the exam's due in a month and it's like, Well, why don't you just do it now? Like just I think maybe Jacob's a planner. Maybe. And he sees us and maybe Jacob, all your friends are paired up. And that can feel awkward and everybody, but then you just say, hey, bring a single friend. Yeah. So. Yep. And it's, you're holding the party, so if people are going to ask you questions, you just don't like this party. Yep. There you go. All right. Let's, uh, let's answer Henry's email here. Henry says, nerds, I've been in a relationship with my girlfriend now for two years. Every year, however, we get into fights around the holidays. She comes up, she comes from an abusive home, so she will always get worked up over Christmas. I put out some decorations, she throws them in the trash as they are from a family member she hates. I put on a Christmas movie and she'll just turn it off because she has bad bad associations with this. Every year it's the same and I frankly don't know what to do. We've otherwise, we're, we're otherwise great and I don't want to break up with her, uh, but I do want us to have a good Christmas rather than turning it into the nightmare it usually is, Henry. Henry, I, I know that when we answer these questions, I tend to not say so much that people need to go to, to therapy because there are some things that you don't really need therapy for, but this is one of those things that you both need to go see to somebody mm-hmm. uh, for her, because she has, she grew up in an abusive home and that has a lot of stuff that goes with it. And also that you guys are, this is unhealthy. Mm-hmm. And I, I can't think of any other word to describe as not healthy. I think she needs to talk to somebody about her history and, and her behavior now. And you need to talk to someone um, and maybe even a couple's therapy, but I would think definitely she may need to talk to somebody. And also, I think you should talk to somebody because it's been two years and and you've stuck through this. So I'm assuming this has also caused you some issues as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it'd be really helpful if both of you talk to someone. And there are several options for that. So there are sliding scales at uh, community mental health centers and also even people in private practice can have sliding scale. Um, and uh, so that's an option if you don't have insurance. So I, I think it's really important, especially when people have had an abusive history. The, the holidays do bring up a lot of issues for people, even if you've had a quote unquote, you know, happy childhood, which, you know, if you did, yay you. Uh, mm-hmm. But it can still bring up issues. So mm-hmm. also when we see in the media, how, you know, holidays must be happy. And I mean, there's a reason why there's an increase of depression on holidays. So um, I, I would say, you know, it's really important that both of you talk to someone uh, and I hope that this gets better because it's you both. You shouldn't have to live like that. It sounds like you're both kind of suffering and I hate to see that. So, so go talk to somebody. And if she doesn't want to go, at least Henry, you go and talk to someone because yeah. I think that is helpful too. If your partner doesn't want to go. And also if she doesn't want to go. That also is a red flag too. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. It feels like something that both of you, have to go have addressed uh this is not something that you want to just let linger uh this mm-hmm. is something that you want to address 
Uh, and this does feel a little bit outside of our wheelhouse. Um, I mean, definitely though, I, I completely agree with Steph. I feel like you, you do need to get help for this. Um, I th feel like this is, because you say that otherwise things are great. Uh, and I, I don't have any reason to believe that's not the case, but you know, it, there's only so many times that you can have a Christmas like this where, you know, you, you're facing these issues, you know, eventually you, you do want to get them fixed and you do want to get them uh, mm -hmm. going. And I think at the end of this, well, at the base of this email, that's what you guys want. You guys want to fix this issue, or at least you do. Um, I imagine that there's really no reason why she wouldn't want to either, but I don't want to speak for her. Maybe there's other reasons why she doesn't want to, but. Well, I'll say also that, that sometimes it's just really hard for people to face that stuff and therapy's hard work. Yeah. Um, and you can feel kind of tired and worn out for a therapy session because you're talking about your stuff. So I can see where there would be an initial, I don't want to go because it's hard looking at that stuff. But also Henry, I think if you explain how much this is impacting you, um, mm -hmm. Now, if her response is everything's fine, you're the one with the problem. Well, then you have your answer. Yeah. Um, and it's it, I don't think anyone should have to uh, kind of experience this from someone. And and you know I'm I'm kind of with you, Kurt, in that you know you're otherwise great. Well, if you have this much of an issue around Christmas, I'm guessing there are other issues. Just like just like your first email, this mm -hmm. this may not just be a Christmas issue. This may be other stuff. Um, and again, we get into some control issues. Uh, and if things are great 80% of the time, but 20% of the time they're a nightmare, as, as you describe, Henry, and you might and you might be using kind of a, a term of speech. Uh, hyperbole? Maybe it's hyperbole. But um, it's it's still 20% is, is bad. Yeah. And we really need to take into account that that doesn't erase the 20% really bad. So... Mm -hmm. Um, Henry, I wish you luck. I, uh, it might be to the point that you guys need to just take a break from each other and, and needs to get their stuff straightened out. Cause, cause you say like, you don't know what to do. You've done all you can do. Um, the, we're responsible for our behavior, regardless of what the origin is, whether it's, uh, abuse history or substance abuse or mental health issues, we're still hundred percent responsible for our behavior. And that also includes getting help for that behavior. Um, so you've done all you can do. The only thing you can do is like be supportive. Um, you can't make someone behave a certain way or make someone enjoy a holiday. So I'd also put a check on how much you're doing that may be hurting you. Because I know that sometimes when people are in relationships where one person's having a hard time, they kind of get the other person gets too invested and then their life starts kind of falling apart. So I think that's why it's important henry again that you see somebody because i'm assuming that this has had an impact on you and this isn't just nicely and it's mm -hmm. yeah maybe not to that extent but other i'm guessing that other stuff has gone on yeah i mean it's the christmas part i personally know of people in my life who are you know otherwise great throughout the year but get particularly you know maybe uh distant or angry or whatever around the holidays um so mm -hmm. I, I i reading this i do want to believe that this is maybe the only time uh, well around the year that this happens but yeah i mean i guess that could always be the case a part of me just wants to believe maybe just because i know from personal experience that this could be the case that yeah this is just something that sort of pops up maybe around the holidays um especially but, but here's the difference though here's the difference between this popping up over the holidays and this situation so henry's saying that she's 
put he puts out decorations, she throws them in the trash. Now that that to me is a little bit beyond people just having issues over the holidays and maybe being snappy or more withdrawn. That gets to another level. So I'm picturing Henry figuring out, well, are these decorations gonna bother her? Decorations, you're like walking on eggshells. And I think that's that's where it's different than just someone that has issues over the holidays. Because, yeah, some people just are crabby during the holidays. Their depression spikes or anxiety spikes. But this is, this is to me, this is runs deeper. Yeah. Um, so. I, be, I mean, I'm kind of, I, I don't feel like we're going to get the full picture here. But, yeah, either way, Henry, I would definitely recommend uh, seeking out some sort of counseling to resolve mm-hmm. this and let us know how it all goes. Yeah, and again, ask ask her if she can go to counseling. And again, her response will tell you all you mm-hmm. yeah. uh, are in the relationship. So yeah. All right. Uh, do you want to read Jen's email? Sure. Jen says, "I'm going on a date with this guy." I, oh, I'm going. Let me start that over again. I am going on a date with this guy this week and found out he doesn't drive. This is sort of hard as we live in rural Georgia and are roughly ninety minute drive from each other. Is that what it says? Yeah. We live in rural Georgia and are roughly 90 drive from each other. I don't want to outright say no, as he seems like a nice guy, but any ideas out of me, Jen? Jen, I'm assuming that the public transport probably isn't um, that available because you are in a rural area. Um, but I'm kind of curious as to why he doesn't drive. It could be personal choice, uh, but you know the U.S. is really spread out, so mm-hmm. as opposed to Europe, so it, it's hard to get that kind of transportation back and forth. I'm assuming Uber would be really expensive. Um, well, I probably know what it's going to be expensive, but yeah. uh, first, I'd, I'd wonder: is it anxiety why he doesn't drive? Socioeconomic issues, seizure history? Is he just not interested? DUI? So, I mean, I would just be curious as to why. And some people, again, don't prefer to drive. Uh, your options are either he meets you somewhere, like has a friend drive you in, uh, to meet halfway if you have a town halfway. If you don't, he drives to your town, or you drive to his town. Uh, so those are your options. Uh, and maybe you could brainstorm with him about that. But th- that seems to me to be the only options you have for transportation. Um, and you know, find some method of transportation that works. Uh, and it could be that, you know, when you guys get together, maybe bike ride together somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I would find out you know, what, what the reason is. Because, again, that's curious. I don't know how old you are either. So, uh, again, it could be socioeconomic. Um, but that would be an interesting thing to talk about. So I would say that unless you're willing to do the drive or that he has someone that can drive him in or there's a place halfway, I would consider whether or not you want to pursue this. Mm. I would say probably the best way to go about doing this is uh, maybe finding a city or town that is convenient for him to get to and is also convenient for you to get to. Right, the halfway, if they have yeah. a city that's there. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, like my knowledge on Georgia is pretty much limited to Atlanta. But, you know, say as an example, both of you can get to Atlanta relatively easily. Maybe you just agree to meet in Atlanta uh, or elsewhere. Like, the idea so is. So, Georgia's really is, big, though, and there are areas of. Yeah. I just said that as now. an example. So, right, right, right. Yeah, right. like, find, find an area that's sort of like easy for both of you to get to at least for now i think you'll i think i like the idea of figuring out why but i feel like 
maybe on the first date it might be a little too personal to ask that so i don't know i mean if it is too much of a hassle then yeah i mean there's certainly that as sort of like a moment of opposition there like no maybe it might not work but you know if you are interested in this guy it sounds like you are it might be a good idea to just maybe go ahead and just figure out what exactly what area is best for to meet uh, and maybe just put out some feelers out there. Like, you know, I wouldn't just outright be like, why don't you drive? But maybe just be like, oh, yeah, you know, I get it. Traffic's really bad in Atlanta, you know, or Georgia or whatever, you know, and see what he says and try to maybe get a, an answer out of him. But don't be too aggressive with it, because I think if this I'm going to take a wild guess that if this person doesn't drive, that might be a sensitive topic for them and you don't the worst thing that you could do is on a date just bring up something that's going to make them you know obviously agitated or irritated or whatever so try not to be too aggressive with it but you know at the same time too if this person's not willing to meet with you halfway you know might be best to maybe yeah look elsewhere but see what you can do see what you can do to maybe get them to meet somewhere in the middle and go from there and and jen also it you say he's a nice guy, so this may work out, and maybe he moves closer to where you are. So that's always a possibility. I mean, there are a lot of long-distance relationships that start where people are on different continents and they can't get to each other. But yeah. I think the reason why I would ask right away is, first, um, I like to drive, and I also um, would want to know why, because if it's a medical issue, that's one thing. But if it's due to um, you know more than one DUI, or I would want to know that stuff up front. Yeah. Um, or even one DUI, I would want to know that. Um, and again, that's, I just, I have a high priority on being able to drive and I want someone else that enjoys driving. So um, that's, I mean, it just depends on what's, what's important to you. There's also the independence aspect too, uh, that if someone's not driving, have they been able to be as independent as they would like? Uh, and, you know, it might be that you live in a rural area and just um, doesn't have a car or doesn't have doesn't really have to have a car because everything that they have is in their town so um, I would just find that interesting because that I, I guess and that's a cultural thing too that in the US driving is just a big part of a lot of people's lives so I would just want to know why um, so that and that's just my that's just where I come from because I put a high value on that so it might be that it's not such a big deal to you, but I think also the fact that you're thinking about this stuff is smart because you're starting to wonder why this is happening. So again, I mean, you could go out them once and see how it goes and, you know, see how things work out from there. But, uh, mm -hmm. you know, good idea that you're asking about that because it is, is curious. Yeah. Something like a, a pink flag, like we say, right? Mm -hmm. Might be more to it. You got to investigate. Right. All right. Or again, if it's not that big of a deal to you, you don't ask, but on the first date. Like, because you got a point too that on the first date, that might be odd, but I probably would do it in the beginning stages. Yeah. And say, hey, so I'm just curious, uh, how come you don't drive? Like, I'm just that. Mm -hmm. So, and I think that's a lot better than kind of dancing around it. Um, mm -hmm. But, and I'm also assuming you probably, I mean, you may not live near Atlanta. Um, and, if you're in rural Georgia, you may not have a city in between you. So if that's the case, again, one, you're either going to have to drive to where he's at or he's going to have to find a way to get to you. Yeah. Um, I mean, that kind of gets so, hard because we don't know where they are. But, yeah, I, I mean, it, right. I have to imagine there's somewhere they can meet. I mean, there's, you know, maybe it might be a bit of a bit of a 
sacrifice for one person's time over another, but I mean, I'm sure there's something that's at least in the middle road, but at least better than going all the way to one person's town or something like that, right? Like, and here's also Jen, too. So if he doesn't have someone to drive him there or yeah. doesn't have a way to get there, that also is a pink flag. Yeah, because then that, that maybe he has limited, maybe he has limited support systems. Yeah. And again, Uber's going to be pretty expensive for 90 minutes, so... Well, I would have to imagine, too, that if this person doesn't drive, then they probably do at least, maybe, I would imagine budget or, you know, at least plan to use something like an Uber or something like that. Well, that's a good question, because how's he? Yeah. Because that might be another pink flag. Yeah. And, and you may not even have Uber, Jen, where you live, so you may not even have that available, so... um yeah, a lot of questions were before your first date, so. Yep. Let us know how that goes. All the best. Yep. All right. Uh, I think it's my turn. I can't remember now. Yep, uh, your turn. <laughs> okay. Go you. Remy says, nerd's been dating this girl for a month or so. She's very friendly. We get along well, and she gets along with almost everyone she meets. I've noticed, however, that she is very friendly with other guys and I can sense that they are being flirty. This bothers me as I feel she isn't aware of this. I'm feeling jealous and not too sure if this is healthy. If it isn't, any advice on how to manage it? Thanks. Love the show, Remy. Remy, I'm first. I'm thinking. Well, you said that she's she's friendly. And people like her. She gets we get along well. And she gets along with everyone she meets. Maybe it's just that she's friendly and people are drawn to that. Yeah. Uh, Maybe you could look at it. I mean, it's. I know it's been a month, so this is still early. But I mean, I would say if someone was was flirting with my partner, I'd be like, "Oh yeah, you know, he's good looking." <laughs> so I, I take yeah. it as a compliment. But I know that's not everybody. So I guess for me, it, it depends on: Are you feeling insecure when this is happening? Um, is are they touching each other when they're talking? I mean, that's that to me is a huge sign that it's something more than just talking. But then again, some people just kind of pass someone on the shoulder while they talk to them or whatever. But uh, I mean, mm. it, it's something where you need to talk to each other about it. And yeah. you may you may feel I'm guessing that part of your feeling might possibly be, and I guess I'm, I'm guessing, but it might possibly be that you're concerned that if you bring this up, that that she's gonna think it's odd or something. Um, and of course, I have no idea what you're thinking because I don't know you, Remy. But um, that's something you just need to talk about. But again, you're going out with someone that's very friendly, so they are going to be friendly to other people. And I think I noticed that that's something that that happens in relationships is that we are attracted to someone because they are they are a certain way in their personality. And then there are parts that everybody's got a flip side to that, you know. So going out with someone that's friendly may be that they flirting. It's it's more about how you react not what she's doing she's not making you feel a certain way so i take a look at what feelings that brings up in you and i would really challenge whether those are valid or not and again it's important to talk to someone and mm -hmm. one of the ways you could talk about it is just say hey so i noticed that you know i that you're pretty friendly with other people and i don't know i feel kind of like i'm insecure i would just call it what it is say i'm just feeling kind of insecure and um and i think i get a little jealous and i know that that's not I know that you know, I feel kind of uncomfortable about that. And I thought I'd just talk to you about it. So, uh, but I call it what it is. And you can just say, I feel a little insecure. And you, and also it helps if you say what you would like the person to do. So I feel insecure. And I was wondering, Hey, maybe like you could circle back and we could chat with each other for a little bit before you go out and meet other people and yeah, I, anything like that. So, but I call it what it is. You can just say you're feeling insecure. Cause it sounds like that's the case. Yeah. So. It does sound like it. Yeah. 
I mean, there's nothing wrong with... I don't, I don't think it, the jealousy is necessarily an issue. Um, I think jealousy can kind of just be a natural response. Mm -hmm. uh, and not necessarily... It doesn't have to necessarily be negative, but I think what can be negative is the resulting, you know, communication. Like, are you able to communicate about this properly? And it sounds like maybe while the communication isn't an outright issue right now, it's kind of up to you as to how you want to communicate about this. And yeah, I agree. Just mm -hmm. be upfront with it. Uh, you know, jealousy is not, it, it's not a good or bad thing. It's just is, mm -hmm. but it's how you manage it and how you sort of adapt right. to it. You got to be able to say, yeah, you know, I am feeling jealous. Uh, you know, it doesn't have to be negative, but just express your feelings and let you know the, the partner know how you feel. Um, you know, something tells me that you know you, being that you're with somebody who's friendly, that you know, they're gonna understand that maybe you know that comes across a certain way, but maybe just assure you that you know it's not the case. Hopefully, um, but yeah, you gotta just bring it up with them and let them know how you feel, and they'll let you know if uh, that's really an issue or not. I but. Something tells me that, you know, it wouldn't be an issue, but it's good to just bring it up with them and let them know how you feel and take it from mm -hmm. there. I right. agree. All right. Okay, uh, so we have Justin, right? Yeah, Justin's the last okay. email of the week. All right. Nerds, I recently found out that I will have to have my leg broken extended as is too short. I'll be bedridden for a month. I have some online dating apps active. Should I take a break from them or should I let them all know? Justin. Justin, first, I'm proud of you for going through that surgery. Um, if you want to know more about it, uh, Rivers Cuomo from the band Weezer had this, I believe he had the exact same surgery. So, uh, and he, I think he talks about it in some interviews. So if you want to know more about it. So, uh, mm -hmm. but online apps, uh, I would say, you know, do you want to continue dating? Because you can still talk with people over Skype or FaceTime, uh, but I think also maybe you want to put in your bio that you're you're going to be out of commission for a month, yeah. or because you don't have to say why. I mean, some it depends on on how you feel. Some people um, they just feel like they just want to be completely blunt and say why. Other people just say, "Hey, I'm on here, but I'll be out of commission for a certain amount of time." It may be shorter than that. Your healing process is possible, maybe longer. So um, again, mm -hmm. I don't think you need to be specific. Um, so again, it just depends on what your comfort level is. Uh, of course, there's nothing, there's, there's nothing wrong with saying what you're getting your, your surgery for. Just, again, it just depends on, on what your comfort level is. Um, but if you do want to put a pause on your online dating, you know, in the meantime, you connect with people other ways you can contribute to forums at Reddit. So, cause Kurt just did an AMA on there and mm -hmm. also mod, right? So you can connect people there. Um, there's RPGs playing games that you can do to connect with people. Uh, so I guess it's, it's, do you want to date during your recovery? Um, they'll need to come see you. So, but, you know, for some people, it's not a big deal. So uh, I just be clear that you, you just want to spend time with them. You'll need to rest sometimes, too. Uh, and that you'll let them know when you kind of reached your limit on social engagement. So mm -hmm. um, I, it's up to you. It's up to you and whether I, I think it's good, though, to let people know that, that you're not going to be able to go out for a little while because of surgery. Um, just to give a heads up. So, what do you think? I think it's probably. I mean, I'm a little torn on this. Uh, personally, mm -hmm. I've been through maybe not the same surgery, but like similar enough, and I feel like it's tough uh, in that 
you know, you should be focused on healing and that should be your priority, but understandably you can't just sit around at home all day and do nothing. Um, but then again, pushing yourself too much can not necessarily be the best thing either. Um, and that being said, you know, undoubtedly you're going to be on paid medication. You're going to be, uh, you know, probably not your best self. You know, do you want to be presenting yourself not necessarily in a bad light, but, you know, in not a maybe true proper fashion as to who you really are? Uh, it may work out, but it may also work where, you know, you might not be in the best of moods because of your pain. And if somebody comes to visit you, you know, is that something that, you know, you're prepared for? Um, you know, I, I can imagine that it would be, you know, possibly not an issue, but it could also be an issue where maybe you're just having a bad day because of the pain and this person comes to visit you or whatever. And, you know, it ends up being a, you know, not a very fun time. So I would say my recommendation would be focus on your recovery, focus on you as a person. And this doesn't just go for, uh, a case like this, this goes for a lot of cases. Like sometimes we got to just take time to focus on ourselves, and there's really nothing wrong with that. Uh, sometimes we want to push ourselves to be a part of this kind of social dichotomy, but a lot of times, you know, it's better to just take the time to focus on you and improve and get better and then get back to things. And something tells me if you're focused on that, you will get back to, uh, dating in a short enough time. And, you know, who knows, maybe uh, once you're not bedridden and you're you know, up and at her, you'll have a, a good story to tell your dates. But I would focus us immediately, at least on on yourself and just getting better before you start, you know, going to the apps and trying to find somebody through there. Personally. So I agree that self-care is essential at this point um, and that you really need to take time out to care for yourself. But I know also people, the way they put kind of coins back in their energy bank or their emotional bank if you is by being around other people so yeah. that's it's, tricky it depends on your personality some of us are more introverts and we're okay we kind of chill out by being by ourselves and some of us are extroverts and we and we relax by being around other people so yeah. uh, i'm thinking justin that, that you might be more on the side where you um you perhaps part of your self-care routine might be talking with people um if so um i would take that into account too uh and you know, if that's the case and part of the way you relax is by meeting new people, um, you know, I, I don't see an issue with it. Again, uh, self-care is number one, but again, some mm -hmm. connection is part of that self-care. Just yeah. want to throw that up. Yeah, that's why this one's tough because, you know, it really depends on, you know, whether this is something that he truly feels like will be helpful for him or if he's just pushing for it because, you know, maybe he just feels like he has to be a part of that and, you know, the great thing about online dating is you can take a break and come back. There will always be people there to date. So, mm -hmm. you know. Well, and also I'd say too, Justin, that um, if you give people informed consent, meaning you tell them up front what the deal is, and they're still interested in dating you, that's pretty cool. So, yeah, yeah but I would I would be upfront with them about it, mm -hmm. whether that's on your profile or whether it's when you first start talking to them. And maybe, so. you know, let them know, like, hey, I'm on pain medication. I might not be my full self. Like, let people know, too. Cause you yeah, I wouldn't even say that, but I would I would look at it from, look at the timing of your medication or ask, you, I'm assuming you're going to have someone that's going to be checking in with you if, if you don't live with someone. Um, and that you can kind of get feedback of what times a day that you're on target and which ones you aren't. Mm -hmm. um, and then also... Um, 
I'd probably also talk with them too and just be, you know, I, at first I was like, well, don't tell me I'm paying money. But then I'd also, that I probably would say something about, Hey, sometimes I'm not like totally as sharp as others because I'm on some pain medicine. But then, the, then the other part of me that's worked with the addicts goes, "No, don't don't tell them that you're on pain medicine because they're gonna try and find it, and take it." <laughs> so, so I don't know if I go there, but I would just say that you're on some medicine. Sometimes it's you just don't sharp. Yeah, and um, the other the other thing is too is you know there's nothing wrong with maybe just focusing more on like communication over like text or other methods too. Like you don't have to necessarily uh-huh. meet with somebody. Um, you know, maybe texting for a month might be a little bit too long, but you know, you don't have to focus on meeting up right away too. You can always just sort of get to talking over the phone and then see where things go. Um, well, and then I was thinking you should just get in touch with Rivers Cuomo and see what he did. There we go. Because he responded to, remember there was that woman that wrote in about, um, she tweeted at them about doing a cover of Toto's and they actually did it. So somebody there listened to fans so yeah um i would maybe just even reach out to him on twitter and say hey i'm going through the surgery what do you think because you know you never know if someone's checking their twitter it might not just be like their quote-unquote people it might be them too and you know that'd be a good idea and can your doctor tell you if other people have been through surgery i mean that's tricky because there's doctor patient confidentiality but it's possible that one of your doctor's other patients said hey if anybody has any questions about the surgery please feel free to you know, have them contact me. I think that's a really good question to ask people that have been through this. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're part of a recovery group uh, from the surgery, I would ask the leader of the group or other people in the group that have been through this, you know, what they recommend for social contact. Because again, for a lot of people, that is part of their healing. Yeah. And the thing is, too, is, you know, if you find one approach isn't working, you can always change it. There's nothing, mm-hmm. nothing saying yep. that for the month or whatever that you're stuck doing things one way if it's if you find it's not working for you you can always change it that's the great thing about you being you you don't have to necessarily Mm -hmm. commit to one thing or another if it's not working you can always change it so don't feel like just that's probably a much longer answer than you expected or wanted (laughs) but (laughs) i think we covered all the bases so i hope your surgery goes well uh quick speedy healing to you Mm mm-hmm yep hopefully you uh you know can uh, get back to things uh, relatively quickly here. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, that's it for Nerds and Love. Some great emails this week, as always. Um, yeah. And if you're in the U.S. or are a U.S. citizen somewhere else and you're, and you're celebrating Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving. Yep. Yep. Uh, and I also say this, too. If you're with your family and you need to take a break, just take a couple of rests and go outside for a little bit, take a little walk, come back. Mm-hmm. And Thanksgiving and the holidays don't have to be perfect. Nope. And stuff's going to happen. And I think you said to someone else, you, know, you just have a story for later. So, but you're, it's always okay to take a break. And again, if that emotional bank account gets kind of depleted, you know, go take a break yep. or bow out early. And again, that's totally acceptable to do. Your family may not be happy about it, but again, got to practice good self-care. Yep. All right. Well, with that okay. said, uh, you can email us, mailbag at 3 You can check out more at Ste- uh, about Steph on uh, stephaniesarkis.com. You can also check out more on the other podcasts on our network over at 3 Uh There's the Reddit AMA. That already happened, but you can always go check it out. It's, it's still up there. Uh, you can, you know, e- like I said, email us, mailbag at 3 if you have any questions. And with that said, we'll see Oh, and I have my book, Gaslighting. Yep, Gaslighting, yeah. Available on Amazon, right? 
Yep, and on the yeah, if you just go to stuffingstarkus.com sliding it pops up too. Oh perfect. Yeah. Awesome. Well we'll see you all next time. Bye for now. Bye everybody.